0: Joining me now is Charlie Martinez with the University of Tennessee, and Charlie, uh, welcome first of all. Thank you. And uh, tell us tell us a little bit about you. What what is your role at the University of Tennessee?
1: So my role is kind of diverse. My official title is the Farm and Financial Management Specialist with UT Extension. Uh, By that very definition, it's pretty broad, so I can cover topics such as poultry or dairy or uh, other versions of livestock. And so for me, my goal is, and I always say if people see me in a presentation, uh, my goal is to try to either lower the producer's cost or increase their revenue, which at the end of the day is is trying to help them uh, be more profitable in their business at the end of the day.
0: And obviously you you got a little background. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you come from and how you got here and now you're you're based in Knoxville on the yeah. UT campus, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess um, I, I grew up in Texas just south of Dallas in a, in a town called DeSoto. Uh, grew up around uh, cattle from just a commercial perspective. My grandfather would just have a couple of cows and stuff. Uh, But as I got older and into high school, I really took a liking to the Semitol Association and became really involved with the Texas Junior Semitol Sembro Association. Uh, And and between that time in high school to the time I graduated uh, with my undergrad, um, I met a Met what uh, my girlfriend at the time, who who became my wife, and since then we've actually uh, become really heavily involved in the Simital and Simbra Association or the the, the cattle uh, association. Uh, we my family back home in South Texas uh, we run uh, cattle just north of the Mexican border in a, in a town called Edinburgh, Texas. Um, so that's that's my personal side. Education side, I, I went to uh, Texas a m University, Kingsville, in Kingsville, Texas. I had got my undergrad in ag business, ranch management. Uh, from there, I thought I was going to go work for Cargill Cattle Feeders. Uh, I had done a couple of summers with them and uh, was really thinking about going there, uh, but my girlfriend at the time was like, I really don't want to live in Bovina, Texas. And so I said, well, I better figure out a different uh, venture then. And uh, markets had always been something that intrigued me, uh, wondering why cattle sell for the way they did, uh, like in the cell barns, for instance. And so uh, I got accepted to Texas A&M uh, for my master's in ag economics. After a year there, I actually got put to a straight through program for my Ph.D., in, a PhD. so I don't have a master's and stayed in uh, Texas A&M from I went, from tech, I went to, to Texas A&M from 2014 to 2019. Uh, and so in December of 2019 at our, I had already accepted the job here in uh, Knoxville. And so then I started here January 1 of 2020 COVID hit. And so I've been here going on, you know, a little over two years, but if you want to take out the COVID time, maybe a year and a half, <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, yeah, well, well, we're glad you made it to Tennessee. Oh, I love it here. Yeah. It's a,
1: it's, it's a, I was one of the first ones in my family to live outside of Texas, and everybody kind of looked at both me and my wife like, y'all are going to leave Texas. You know why? <laughs> uh, and then we get to East Tennessee, and it's nice to have four seasons. It's yeah. not just hot and not hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's nice to actually have some rain. And uh, I joke with producers all the time when we talk about drought here in Tennessee, it's like – no, you don't know what drought is. <laughs> yeah. So I love it here, though it's it's been it's been beautiful. Uh, Smoky Mountains, you know. During COVID, we went to the Smokies quite frequently. Uh, just it's it's a beautiful area in the country.
0: Well, no doubt we we we're blessed. I think in Tennessee and and all across the state. And you've you've in your role uh, with the university, uh, you're you're getting to see, I guess, all of Tennessee in these three different regions and yeah. and, uh, and and so. It, as part of you coming on here, you started a new, uh, program, I think with the university, the, the fundamentals, right? The, uh, the, the farming fundamentals. Yep.
1: There you go. So, yeah. Um, we actually had a program and I'll, I'll kind of give you the background of how, what led up to this, this, the UT farm fundamentals program and, uh, kind of what launched it, but we launched a program, uh, during the heart of COVID, uh, the managed program, as, has folks there and that are area farm management specialists they go out throughout the state and they put on these programs well uh, two specialists Kevin Ferguson and David Bilderbeck started a program called master farm manager and it got a lot of you know a lot of participation highly successful and within that program they asked certain questions as a from from a survey perspective and they were asking about you know what, how long have you been producing or how long have you been in the ag industry and quite frequently uh, there were some folks in there uh, along the way in each class, that said that they had never. This is their first, cha- uh, you know, first crack at being a farmer. I think a lot of trends that happened across the nation. Uh, there were a lot of folks that said, "Hey, I'm going to start picking up farming," or people moving across state lines, uh, saying, "I'm going to start, you know, do some type of agriculture production," but never had experience about with it. And so we decided at the grassroots level, from from the master farm manager perspective, well, maybe we should start thinking about programs that could help us. In, or help our producers here in Tennessee. Well, then we fast forward that to a, about this time last year, we started saying, okay, let's start working on publications, videos probably, uh, that would be easy access for producers. Uh, and then there was a request uh, by certain commodity groups across the state saying, hey, was, could could y'all help with a beginning farmer type program and so not only were they thinking in the industry but we were thinking it you know in extension and so we said well let's start thinking about a program and that's where farming ut farm fundamentals started becoming organically grown and we made an announcement uh, at the end of summer last year that you know we're going to start this program uh, one, it's a program to help beginning farmers start, you know, at a, at a really good foundation or with a really good foundation. Uh, but then it also got accepted to be part of the TAEP or the Tennessee Ag Enhancement Program uh, list of programs that could be eligible uh, for beginning farmers. And so from that perspective, that really was like, OK, well, then that's going to help producers in a different way as well. And so then that's what really spurred on. Uh, What's become now the UT Farm Fundamentals where we have programs or we call modules uh, that cover all types of different aspects to the pharma financial side. So taxes, financial statements, uh, introduction to what UT Extension is and how can they be helpful for them. Uh, We have farming foundations in there. So such things such as uh, how do I take a correct soil fertility test and who do I send it to and how can I use that information? Uh, But then we also get into aspects such as business actions, what we call business actions. So um, marketing program or a marketing plan, a production budget plan, stuff of that nature. Uh, And then so that gives the producer a foundation from the financial side, but then allows them to then uh, go look at what we call optional modules and we cover four different aspects in, in that realm as of now. Uh, one is livestock basics. One is specialty crops. One is value added. And one is, and then the fourth one is crops and producers. Uh, they have to take the five that I mentioned earlier from the financial side. Then they get to pick three of the optionals. And once they get, uh, eight total modules completed. They're considered uh, the, uh, eligible for the cer- for the certificate and finished with the program. But what we're seeing is quite frequently is that producers take all nine modules regardless of them meeting the requirement or what they're what they're shooting for. And, and these types of producers that we've had, we've had a little over 300 producers already signed up and participating. And we've had 100 already complete the program. And keep in mind we launched the program January 1 of 2022. So we're talking about just over two months
0: so you completed on your own is that the how that works or yeah
1: so that so that was the that's the beauty thing I, that's the beautiful thing about i think that's why we have such a high rate of participation and completion because all these modules that i mentioned it's all video based so think of on demand you go to this library you have all the videos you complete your surveys and then it's on your own pace um we have producers that they don't have time to uh, you know, meet at a certain location at seven o'clock at night from seven to nine, right? Because you know, life happens. Maybe they just yeah. can't make it. You know, someone got sick in the family or whatever, uh, and so this allows them the opportunity to watch these videos and do it at their own pace. Uh, you know, I've had producers that are taking it and, and filling out surveys at twelve o'clock at night, yeah. and maybe that's just because they're off and they can do that. Yeah. And we have people. Are the kids are asleep? Exactly. Or, you know, exactly. The... Um, and we have producers. You know, they're part-time firefighters, and so it, you know, just it helps with their schedule. So it's very conducive to. To their schedule, and so that's that's been the 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 cool thing about it, and for us in Extension, uh, roughly twenty six percent of all the participants that have completed it have never interacted with Extension before. Oh wow! And so for us, it's that's a, a great thing. Yes, and so for us, it's we're reaching new people a new uh, a new clientele for us in Extension. That uh, obviously this was something they needed, and it's been it's been nothing but positive for us.
0: Well, the three hundred that you've had to sign up, but I don't know. Maybe what you, maybe what expectations y'all were thinking going in, but maybe not that many. I'm not sure.
1: I so I think it depends who you ask and at what time of during this process. So if you would asked me this time last year, how many people would I have thought would need this type of program? I would have said maybe a hundred. That's what I would have been happy with is a hundred over a year. Yeah. Then we get closer and closer, and everybody keeps saying, "Oh, you're going to have a lot of people." And I said, "Okay, well, maybe 200 is what we'll get," and we haven't really marketed that hard in terms of pushing it out there and trying yeah. to get people because the whenever we made the announcement, that kind of already started the marketing buzz of it. But we've we've you know 300, I'm more than than happy with, and uh, I fully expect us to probably cross over 500 throughout this year, and so it's it's been amazing on term in terms of the response.
0: And and I guess is it a continuing type program you can register you can go online and register anytime you want right yeah so we so we've we've made this as
1: easy on the producer as we can uh so not only is it you know h- available 100% of the time but you can uh cert- you can apply uh, and register for this program at any given time. And what we do on the on our side, from the UT side, we check modules every week, sometimes twice or three times a week, especially as we get closer to deadlines. Um, and from that perspective, uh, they'll know where they stand in, ter- in terms of how, how – how many surveys have they completed for the class and they can as soon as as soon as they want to complete it they can complete it and get their certificate and be done with the class and so for us it it really puts the burden on us to make sure that we're keeping up to date with all the participants letting them know where they're at And I think that's something that has been really beneficial, the flexibility that they have in terms of being a participant, when they can take it, how they want to take it. It's been super easy for them. And 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 I think that's a component that we knew that we wanted to want it to be easy for them, but we didn't have an idea that it would be this much, you know, this beneficial for them from that aspect.
0: And I guess, uh, Charlie, it's not necessarily young farmers uh meaning you know uh, 18 year olds but uh there probably are some of those but I I'd, I'd say your ages are, are varied as well because you know, there's been folks that, uh, like you said, you know, even firefighters and they Mm -hmm. farm on the side or, and, you know, they haven't been really focused on farming. So it could be even an older farmer or an older person, whether it's a, he or she that's decided to take up some interest in farming. And I think COVID uh, actually accentuated that, that acts, uh, you know, that uh, need for wanting to be closer to nature you're you're at home more and you know maybe i could be become a farmer right
1: right no you you hit it we have a wide range and in varying inter- in types of the age uh demographic that we're hitting but the, also the we also have a wide range of, uh, you know, we, we think about farmers and the size of their acre operations. We have some folks that only have five acres. We have some folks that have over 51 acres. And we have a pretty wide distribution and varying distribution on the size. And then uh, by definition, uh, a new beginning farmer is anybody that's been farming five years or less. And we've got a pretty wide wide range from zero to one all the way to some that, that they're bumping the five-year uh, limit as well. And so uh, not only do we have a wide range in age, we have a wide range in the, the size of their operation, the types of, of their operation, and then also um, the, how long they've been farming.
0: Very good. Well, the root of the matter here, that's what we call our program. So get us to the root of the matter in terms of farming fundamentals and how important that is to, uh, you know, educating our farmers the way they need to be educated, right? That's that's what this all comes down to, is it gives them some really good resources to be uh, successful. Right. I think at the end, you can see it in our label. If you Google our
1: website, UT Farm Fundamentals, and you look at our label, it says UT Farm, Farming Fundamentals, and there's a tagline that says, begin with a strong foundation. That is, at, to the root of it, what we're trying to do. We're trying to help producers start off on a solid foundation so that they're successful whatever venture they're taking inside agriculture.
0: Charlie, we appreciate the time and uh, thanks for for sharing the information about farming fundamentals and your background on coming (laughs) from Texas and being here in in the great state of Tennessee and we wish you all the success in in the world.
1: Uh, Well, thanks for having me.
0: All right, that's going to wrap it up for this Root of the Matter. I'm Lee Maddox with the Tennessee Farm Bureau.